Matthew, Jameson, y'all ready? But in the meantime, let's say ignorant things on the podcast about it. Night has fallen once again in and around Austin, Texas. I'm struggling a little bit this evening. Been coughing a bit. It's not the Rona. I'm just so excited about One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. Tonight, folks, obviously things are happening. I'm doing the intro. Schaefer's doing the parody. We got a special guest right here on the porch. My mind's blown. The nation's mind is blown. We got some great stuff coming up for you. We've got, of course, the parody switcheroo coming right up. We've got some misunderstood lyrics. We got a special get at us. Somebody might take a fifth grade science test, and what would it be without a poetry corner? But first, let's welcome a guy that you know, that you love. He lives in an ivy covered casa. He's Shafey from the block. And here he is, Schaefer Hall. Round a recording in a spiral, like a show within a show, never ending or beginning on an ever spinning reel, like a microphone on a mountain or a carnival balloon, like a truck on a commuter rail, speeding underneath the moon. The time signature is sweeping past the minutes of our face, and the world is like a microphone whirling silently in space, like the minutiae that you find in the podcast of your mind, like a tunnel that you follow to a tunnel of its own, down a hollow to a cavern where Alex Battles sings a song, <laughs> and can Jeff get at us, and Ellen files her files, like the circles that you find in the podcasts of your mind. Whoa. <clears throat> Whoa. You said you wanted to do a parody switcheroo. <laughs> And I had no idea the magnitude of the thing that was coming. I'm begging you to write stuff for the show all the time. And when you do, it's gold. I see why you don't do it very often. It wouldn't be as precious. We were talking about this. Well, it started because... First thing, once again, the parody-er. I mean, the parody-e doesn't know what song the parody-er is doing. It started, uh, we were at the bar on Turner Classic Movies, the John Frankheimer movie. Uh, where uh, Steve McQueen is the F1 racer was on. And that has a lot of like really awesome, like seventies, like style, like uh, editing and stuff. They'll do the thing with like, where like there are like three different screens showing different things on the screen, you know, and then that'll split up and just real like psychedelic trippy stuff. So that guy was talking about the Thomas crown affair, which is a very similar style of movie. Uh, and that's that song was written for the Thomas Crown Affair, Windmills of Your Mind. Like, like that's the song from the Thomas Crown Affair yeah. soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. I don't feel bad about not knowing that one. <laughs> Originally recorded, I read his name down there by Noel. It's on the show sheet. So I learned a bunch of stuff about this now. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. Noel Harrison. Noel Harrison. Uh. He didn't write the song. Another couple wrote the song, but he recorded it 
for the movie. And I, so I looked him up and I'm like, who is this guy? And he's actually, he's Rex Harrison's son. And he's an actor in his own right, but he also recorded music. It's really neat, really neat story. Uh, but then of course, uh, when they remade Thomas Crown Affair, Sheryl Crow sang Windmills of Your Mind, I think. Oh, I see. Maybe it was Maybe it was Sting. Maybe both of them sang it. Um, but anyway, that song, if you don't know it, look it up because it's it's hilarious. Just like British psychedelic folk taken to its illogical conclusion. Uh, okay. Love that song. I'm going to check that out. <laughs> but it's going to, I hope it doesn't ruin that parody for me when I hear the real song. I don't think, <laughs> I think it'll only enhance. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Only enhance good. the parody. Well, let's, um, let's waste no time this evening. I mean, we've already wasted a little bit of time, but uh, let's stop wasting time and it, let the, it, let the listener pocket. know that Schaefer and I are not sitting alone on the porch. We, we have, we have producer Emma Ritus, Jameson Driscoll visiting spring break, visiting Austin from the hub city, Lubbock, Texas. Jameson. That's right. What's up, buddy? Hey guys, how are you? Thanks for joining us on the porch. It's really cool to be here. You know, Jameson, it's a pretty special club that we invite to the porch. and Everybody has something in common on this porch. The performative gene. <laughs> yeah, the performative I, gene. I can tell. Like, as soon as I introduced you, you, like, snapped to attention. You were, like, stage ready. And you're wearing performative jeans. Oh, and you are wearing performative jeans. I am, yeah. Are those Jordash? They're not skinny. They're uh, uh, thin cut. Okay. I can't wear skinny. Thin cut. Noted. <laughs> okay. They feel pretty skinny, though, yeah. Well, I sprung it upon Jameson this afternoon that maybe he could come join us on the porch. So, um, you know, I, I hope, thank you for spending some time with us. And Man, it's at, great back here. The, at, the weather's amazing. Oof, man. Uh, it's just been perfect the past few days in Austin. Uh, just like warm in the daytime, a little cool at night. You guys have a great down here. And you're, you're in town with your family? That's right. We're supposed to be in Arkansas. But, uh, <laughs> Me and Chafee too, buddy. <laughs> we uh, Yeah, well, our flight to Arkansas was canceled on Saturday. And so we were already packed and decided, well, we, we were going to have vacation somewhere and just chose a little hotel down here in Austin and drove down. And we've been bouncing around for a few days. I'm astounded. Y'all yeah. found a hotel with South by going on. Me too. Me too. We got a, you know, a little La Quinta. Is it the Laquita at Brody? Uh, it's I don't know. It's on South Mopac. It's on South Mopac. Okay. Yeah. Is there a Denny's next to it? Mm, no. That, that's There's what a like, retirement community. Oh, uh, that's what what Laquita means in Espanol is next to Denny's. Nice. Pretty sure. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and you were expressing joy at not being at a, a kids' entertainment place. <laughs> You were glad yeah. to just have an adult conversation. Not, not that the podcast could yeah. really count for that, but. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you know, my wife and I are traveling with um, our two-year-old and our five-year-old. Oof, those are good, good fun. And a Honda times. Fit. Oof, <laughs> at least you got the big rig, <laughs> so you can put them in the back and have them watch DVDs. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's uh it's been taxing. Yeah, but we're okay. We're doing good. The we just go to playgrounds, and we see friends with children, and they play in the playground, and we visit, and eat, 
and then we go to the next playground and do it all over again. That's it's uh, pretty much how you, how we travel these days. It's playground play, play dates. Playground to playground. Yep. So it's nice to be here in your backyard. I, I notice you don't have any play equipment. Oh wait. Uh, I've got a ninja line back there. You know, I've actually been pretty intentional about not putting in a trampoline or, a. uh, you know, there's all kinds of, I don't know. I've always seen this area as our ball court. You know, we play soccer and, Mm -hmm. uh, we're playing baseball, softball now, and it's a good place to throw a football or even a Frisbee, you know, it's a nice Um, backyard. Yeah. I, I like it. Um, I got soccer goals. Oh, here's our guy. Wow. Nope. No, oh no. Oh, that's the train. Right. So, so one magical hour. The train is running tonight because it's South by South podcast. Yeah, we're not going to, I guess we're not going to see our, our man in the truck tonight. I envision him on the beach in Tulum, you know. Enjoying his time off, yeah. So, while we were thinking about the truck, the truck driving on the railroad tracks, it got me wondering what. <laughs> like, I wish you could remember which movie it was. Pretty sure it was a Clint Eastwood movie. Maybe it was Every Which Way But Loose. The end of it. In order to get away from somebody, they, the cops or whatever. They let the air out of their tires and they drive the truck on the railroad tracks. So I was wondering what if that, you know, if that was even a possible, possible? thing to do. Yeah. Uh, so I asked, I asked the Google. I said, "Hey Gorgle, what year and model of car will let the will drive on railroad tracks if I let the air out of the tires?" Um, Patrick Clancy responds, I am not aware of any car whose track is so narrow as to fit on rails. Even if you should find one, it would be disastrous to the tires to deflate them to the point that it would allow you to ride on the rails. And the odds of holding the car on the rails are slim to none. Your wheels would slip off on either side, and you'd find yourself trapped, unable to get the car off the tracks. There are hobbyist rail carts that let you that let people ride, ride on abandoned tracks. Interesting. YouTube's available. I'm going to have to track those down. But, uh, yeah, uh, old Patrick set us straight. No, just because Clint Eastwood did it in a movie doesn't mean it could ever happen in real life. That's disappointing. I got to say, it's a little disappointing to me. (laughs) You got to have a very special rig, like our man has, in order to drive your truck down the uh, railroad tracks at 843 every Thursday night. And giving great pleasure to Matthew and Schaefer and sometimes James. I, I had to really think about the gauge, the width of the tires there. I, yeah. I, 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 it sort of came as a surprise to my ignorant mind that, that they're narrower. That they're narrower. I mean, I'm than surprised too. I think the train is much bigger. That yeah. The gauge would be wider too, but huh? But it's also an entirely different thing, you know. It's meant for going straight, you know. Yeah. And like, right. Well, I think that we should we should start with, you know, the show is about the show, and we've got our we've got one of our producers right here, that, you know, that could 
maybe we just maybe we should ask Jameson how it's been going from from his point of view. Oh yeah. <laughs> have, you been, have you been listening to the show? Uh yeah, I have. Uh, I think I might be an episode behind. State of the show address. I don't think I heard the last one. How do you think it's going? Give us some give us some notes. I mean, you guys are still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so proud of you. Wow. No one's no one's just astounded. <laughs> I didn't know what he was going to say, and I didn't realize how much it could hurt. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm a huge fan, obviously. I listen to it uh, all the time. So it's actually the only podcast I've listened to. This, this segment's called Fishing for Compliments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying the show. Yeah, no, it's good. You guys, you guys are good. Okay. It's, uh, it's, it's evolving in a, in a nice kind of mellow way. Huh. Evolving in a mellow way. We should get some shirts that say unfolding that. organically. <laughs> unfolding <laughs> organically. Yeah, it's right in the song, right? Exactly. Okay. I well, don't. And it's that, fun to do. I'm and that's why he's the producer. You know what I mean? I'm glad to hear it's fun to listen to too. We, you know, we, we do this for our own sanity, and uh, definitely, I do it for the likes. Sometimes like this, when they, uh, well, I. You guys bring me up off enough. I feel like I have to listen so I know what like has been said uh, about me in the uh, public yeah. forum. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people who are just sort of a uh, casual subject on the show that do listen in. So far, I agree. I'd say everything you guys, you guys are very honest gentlemen. Oof. It makes me think I've been too honest. When people run into you in their cars and wreck your cars, mm. It's happened to me one hour, one an hour and a half ago. Schaefer just had a wreck. <laughs> oh yeah, in a car. Yeah. Can was, you describe the wreck? Yeah, I was going. I was it was South Riverside and uh, East Riverside. Sorry, in Pleasant Valley. Uh, I I had a red light. I was at a red light. Went turn green to cross. Now Riverside is pretty weird because it goes both ways, you know, and yeah. Uh, there's like it's a confusing intersection, a middle median weird thing too. So I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure she just got confused. But I got, I had that green light. I went forward, and then she just drove right into me, um, making a left turn there on your passenger side. Yeah, uh, nobody's hurt. Everything's cool. Did the did you call the police? I did, I, you know, like, I, it seemed like to me it was more serious than it ended up being. So, you know, I kind of like knee jerked, called 911. Did they come? No. Okay. I, <laughs> I talked to the lady and, uh, and, she, and I was like, no, I, 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 once I realized no one was hurt, the lady was like, well, I'll just get the information. We're not going to send the cops. Okay. Like, yeah, that's fine. Okay. That's good to know. But I mean, is that like registering the complaint or is that the start of your report or anything? I, yes. Yeah, I didn't know what that meant for me. Like, I definitely wanted to <laughs> confirm that, that, you know, she had hit me. Yeah. You know? Uh, so I didn't know if the I, I need to get the cops involved in that or not. But then I was just like, whatever. I've got full insurance anyway. It's... The cops in Austin are are stretched yeah and it's yeah. south by and it's south by and yeah. and they're nobody's hurt right yeah <laughs> i mean i'm it's just one of those like funny like like the big like, disappointment is that i 
won't be able to drive for the rest of the week. You know, oh, yeah, I won't be able to lift drive at a time when it's very lucrative for me to do so. Right, sure. But I'm actually wondering if I actually might be able to do that. Anyway, even though it's, we the, should take it down the Jukes and get it looked at. It doesn't. It makes a weird noise. Yeah. <laughs> but, so that does not bode well. The, this podcast makes a weird noise. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see how quickly mm. everything gets taken care of. Some of those sometimes those things can go pretty fast as long as everybody's now. Going. Did the assailant stop and yeah, she give did. you the info? Yeah. Was she um, from this country? Had farmers insurance? Yeah. Not that that matters. Like she wasn't a visiting <laughs> Icelander. No. I just mean, there's a lot of people in town yeah. from lots of different places right That's now. That's true. Yeah. And there's tons of people that are just new to Austin. Yeah. That are like, Riverside and Pleasant Valley. Whoa. <laughs> that is it. That is a scary intersection. I know it that. is a that weird intersection. Yeah. It's a very weird intersection. It's a big one. I know that one. And I was thinking about it like, it's one of those where, you know, there, there's like an entirely separate stoplight for the turn. And then, so maybe she was looking at, you know, the the going straight light over here that was green and didn't even notice that there was an entirely different stoplight for her lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, it doesn't doesn't matter. Uh, everybody's everybody's cool. So, well, what's upsetting is that that Lincoln is not cool. Yeah. Every time I see that Lincoln, I it's just a it's, it's a, a good car. looking car. Yeah. And, well, and you, and you just went through that with your other car. It's like so yeah. lucky for you. <laughs> what were we talking about though? The more you drive, you're you're, you're increasing. Yeah, your was, you know, you know, like there's there's a certain you know there's there's certain kinds of accidents that just happen to you, and no matter how you drive, there's nothing you know there's nothing I could have done about that, right? Like the because I was <laughs> I was driving through a green light at a normal speed, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, and she just came through. You got it. At some point, depend on other people not to run red lights, right. etc. <laughs> and so, no matter, like I said, no matter how defensively you're driving, how good of a driver you are, that's just going to happen. And if the more you drive, the more statistically likely that something random like that can occur. You know, you just there's more more of a chance of it. And so, I was just thinking about this yesterday, uh, and I like, and I always frame it in a left turn thing because seems like left turns are always when the accidents occur. Uh, and I was like, you know, I could, I could just, you know, the more I put in my, put myself this out here, the more chances there are that somebody could execute a left turn incorrectly and run into me. <laughs> and, uh, and then tonight that's exactly what happened. Like almost like I made it happen. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you are unharmed Yeah, or that, and that everyone's unharmed. Um, I gotta say though. We got a lot of things to get to here, boys. Well, let's and get we after better, it. We better get after this. And I, I know who is going to help us just get to that next level is the robot. Jameson, did you like, you got to see behind this, behind the curtain tonight. Did you like it when, uh, when Matthew and I are doing the introduction and we just imagine the music playing? <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a beautiful man ballet. <laughs> I was realizing that must be really funny for you. It was great. <laughs> no, you guys, it was it was 
I mean, is it really just in your imaginations? It really it yeah, seemed like just, it was you know, playing, and I just could Brian's play. theme song, like, you know. For the first many episodes, you know, at first we were just like on a Zoom call. Right. And I was just like playing it on another device. And then even when I was cutting it in later, like, it seems like we were still like listening to it. It took a while for it, for so that to be just, removed. Now you just imagine it. Yeah. Yeah. And you, what, you put it in later? Yeah. 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 You put it in later. <laughs> I, mean, I hope so because I couldn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were really dancing to it. I mean, it was it was made me kind of like double take. Like, where is the music? I, can, I mean, I can hear it. These guys are like, <laughs> on point with it. <laughs> yeah, it's a crucial part of getting pumped up for the show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, on the topic of music, we've we've got a we've got a segment tonight straight from Shaver's dad. Dr. Grant Hall. Dr. Hall coming through in the clutch. He is a, he is a doc, right? Yeah. Um, misheard lyrics. Have we talked? We've touched on this before, right? Maybe. I don't know. Like, it kind of isn't the. <laughs> I, I feel like it. Maybe it was one of those things that was on the show sheet that then got moved to the top of the show sheet, which is like where stuff goes to die. <laughs> This uh, this was like the this the list at the top was like oh we'll, we'll get around to talking about these things, um but but, but, but we'll get to that eventually. Doctor Doctor Hall um, called our bluff here, so um, we've been directed to a an article from Stacker dot com. Anybody ever heard of Stacker dot com? It's new to me. Okay. Um, lyrics to 50 famously misunderstood songs explained. And I think that this conversation is really going to focus on this article, <laughs> this, this particular like, web page. The big one for me is like okay. blinded by the light, wrapped up like a douche, another runner in the night. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, another big one for me, for a long time, when the song Groove is in the Heart came out, I thought they were saying groove is in the hole. I was like, wow, this is a oh. pretty dirty song. Oh, that's that's a dirty song. You know, my my uh my mom knows a really dirty version of Louie Louie. Like the song Louie Louie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, she, well, she like when she hears that song, she's like, turn it off, turn it off, because all she can think of is this really vulgar I know version of it. Oh, I know that there was one, but I've yeah. never heard it. I've never heard it, but she's heard it, and she won't even listen to the regular <laughs> one now because that's all she hears. Uh-huh. And like, she always always like that's the dirtiest song, and I like listen to the lyrics, and it, it's like, <laughs> "Oh baby, me gotta go." I don't understand why, like, you know. But I don't remember, I don't know what the lyrics are, but I don't remember them being as dirty. I never have found those dirty lyrics. So, but curious, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think uh, when I think of. Um, well, there's the there's the top one on this list, which is Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic. <laughs> <coughs> and I, I, I saw this other article calling Elton John uh, the prince of misunderstood lyrics because he has an almost... And I, you know what? I think there's... I don't know where the intersection is here, but I think there's a thing with pop music that part of pop music is having some lyrics in your song that are that are almost to be interpreted. Like, jam on, jam on it, all right. Mike, Michael Jackson has a bunch of lyrics that are like, 
is that really even a lyric? Is it, yeah. Or is it just some sounds that you're making? Right. Chamon. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's, and, you know, that's Michael Jackson has a ton of yeah. So I, so to me, in a way, it's like um, it's like an artist. So let, let's let's focus on <laughs> it's like an artist and their intention and their and their mis misunderstood intention. There's so many banner ads on this site. It's really it's really distracting. Um, we, we built this city. Okay. By 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 Starship. That was like my favorite song. When I was, you know, eight years old until I was about uh, twelve. Yeah, were you eight? Like right about nineteen. I, yeah. I was also really into Kids Incorporated at the time. That was a great song. The Kids Incorporated. Yeah. Remember that we K built the city. Yeah. Yes. They had a big. They had a big light show. Maybe you remember this, yeah. Schaefer. They had a huge thing where they did like laser lights all over downtown Houston. And then they played like all this classical music and stuff. Everybody went out in the parks and watched it. Well, when that was over, the moment the light show was over, like it blasted, the radio stations blasted. We built this city <laughs> oh, all yeah. over Houston. And it was like this huge, you know, outdoor party. After <laughs> it, was a, it was a memorable experience. And I, you know, and I had to be like eight, nine years old. I remember that too. Yeah, I bet you were, were there. That's, if you were anywhere in the Houston area, you saw that. 1980. <laughs> Wait, did your family also live in Houston when you were a kid? That's right. We lived in uh, uh, Bel Air, oh. in Houston, until I was 12 oh. or 11. And so you and Schaefer had both come from Houston. That's right. And we we you, didn't you, know each other. And then you met at yeah. J.T. Hutchinson. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, that's how we immediately related and got along. Is, yeah. You know, I, was, I lived in Houston, and I'd moved up two years, three years before. And then when he showed up, I was like, you're from Houston. I know that place. It's like the real world out there. And he was like, yeah, what is this place? I'm like, it's loving. It's uh, so weird. And so weird. So we were both coping with the, the culture shock from those two. But yeah, we definitely, it's one of the things that, yeah, drew Schaefer and I together early on. I can't that imagine. Identifying over that, that, that change, the culture shock and change. Yeah, that's brutal to him. Uh, to a middle school mind. Here, let's 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 go. Uh, let's look at a few more of these misheard lyrics. Uncle, first thing I didn't. First thing, didn't I do "Drift Away" in the parody just okay, recently? Okay, "Drift Away" yeah. is "Drift Away." Yeah. "Drift Away" I, is by uh, Adobe Gray. Why does this say "Uncle Cracker"? "Drift Away" why. by Uncle Cracker. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, this article is a little misguided. <laughs> Give me the beach, boys, and free myself. What did I say in the last parody? I do remember you. I remember you said something about it, and you couldn't figure out who. Oh, yeah, it was give by. me the podcast and free my soul. I want to get lost in Shafee's bull and drift yeah. away. Yeah, right, I was right. guessing that was, was my misheard lyric. Doobie Brothers. Yeah, yeah no, it's Doobie, I thought it's Dobie Gray though. Well, I thought it was a Doobie Brothers song, and I looked it up, and it, it's that's a songwriter, Dobie Gray. Yeah, he's a neat guy. He's like, he's tell a, us a little, tell one magical hour. Well, I don't know about a little bit about Dobie about Gray. Him. I mean, I know he was like a Texas musician, African American man, and he did really well with that song. I don't know enough. You, oh, that, you know what? You I saw, well, you know what? I I. <laughs> And like a lot of things on this podcast, I skimmed the article, <laughs> and I did notice that he was from Texas. Yeah, well, he is. I don't. I don't know. He's just a born Lawrence Darrow Brown, Dobie Gray, nineteen forty. 
American singer and songwriter, Chris band, soul, country, pop, and musical theater. Songs include The In Crowd in 65 and Drift Away, which was one of the biggest hits of 1973. Yeah. Yeah, born in Simonton, Texas. Simonton? Where is that? Why is there always a Texas town I've never heard of? Never there heard is. Of. So I, I was talking about... My the, guess is East Texas. I was talking about this with my dad the other day. It's amazing to me how often, it's often <laughs> Texas, Texas towns come up. You'd think I would have heard of them all at some point, but right. there's always more Texas towns. I think. Huh. I feel like there has to be as many Texas towns as there are words. The grains of sand, <laughs> stars in the sky. Maybe so. Uh, Simonton's outside of... You need another, you need another beverage? More. Outside of Houston. Yeah, uh, right around Richmond. 14 right. miles northwest of Richmond and 5 miles west of Fulcher. Oh, sure. The, uh, the Chicks recorded some music with them. With Dobie Gray? Yeah. Not uh, too long ago, within the past few years. Okay. Yeah, his, family were, his family were sharecroppers, discovered gospel music through his grandfather, a Baptist minister. I mean, Drift Away is a good song, and I'm upset that Uncle Cracker is associated with him to hear yeah. them here. I don't know about the Uncle Cracker. <clears throat> Look, we're moving on. What about, um, okay, this, this is where I think that this article might be jumping the shark. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Uh-huh. A, lot, a lot of lot of possible misheard lyrics in there, but the the suggested miss here is saving his life from this warm sausage tea. No, <laughs> nobody's heard that. Nobody heard that. Did you hear that? No. Really, the absolute best thing about this webpage is the pictures of the artists. There were some really good ones here. Yeah. Um, that sir mix a lot. Sir so mix a lot. I like big butts <laughs> in a can of limes. I don't, I don't. Is anybody mishearing that lyric? Oh my! Yeah, they uh, they really fleshed this out with some. Uh... Yeah. Okay. What about TLC's <laughs> huge hit Waterfalls? Yeah. Don't go, Jason. Waterfalls. <laughs> Is that are, is somebody mishearing that? Uh, at least one person must be. I mean, Jason does sound look, like Jason. I don't want to denigrate this content produced by Dr. Hall. Yeah, but this article has just has some funny suggestions of what <laughs> may or, what may or may not have been misheard. Now, this one's accurate. Smells like Teen Spirit, Nirvana, big song when we were sophomores in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Here we are now in containers. I, I think I I heard that. I mean, I don't know if I sang that, but I no. I never misheard that lyric. No, okay. All right. <laughs> Let, I'm gonna go through some of these and see if you've now. actually misheard lyrics. I never heard it. All right, here's one. Here's one I know you've misheard. Queen, we will rock you. Kicking your cat all over the place. <laughs> no. Did anybody ever hear no? Kick it no. Okay, we're gonna find one of these mishears. <laughs> Here we go. Bad Moon Rising, CCR. The mishear, the misheard lyric is: "There's a bathroom on the right." <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a joke. 
This is a joke. No, no. It's not a joke. Well, the misheard lyrics is a very real thing. But to suggest these are not what <laughs> the mishearing is. Like because it's it's very individualized I how you, you interpret that. The way that these guys write these articles is they get on their Facebook page and they say, <laughs> Hey guy, hive mind, tell me any song you've ever misheard. So, you know, it'd be one person who you know, always thought, you know, there's that, you know, remembers right. from when they were four years old or something. Sure. That, uh, so it's not necessarily the whole world mishears it. One person happened to mishear it. Okay. You know? Okay. And they've collected them and they call yeah. that journalism. <laughs> it's, it's, it's called journalism. That's what's yeah. called journalism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, somebody said. Billy Joel, we didn't start the fire. We didn't start the fire. It was always burning, said the worst attorney. <laughs> some of these. I think that's subjective. Whether the they're attorney. legitimate mishearings or not, some of them were very funny anyway. I'm going to just scroll down here. Oh, yeah. Stairway to Heaven. Now, this is one that I'm sure we can all relate to. Stairway to Heaven. There's a wino down the road, <laughs> which is as they wind on down the road, right? Yeah. Okay, here's I can, one. I can actually see that one. That one. That one yeah, that for one. sure. I, I can. I can do that. Yeah, I can yeah. see the wine on the road. Um, I always heard um, uh, Steve Perry, Oh Sherry, right? Oh uh, Sherry, I'm in love. Hose on, hose on. <laughs> She's putting on her hose, right? <laughs> <laughs> did you guys uh, did you hear that one? So you see, like <laughs> one person can have um. I or so. just like me with groups in the hole, everybody would say, no, that's, oh, especially that? if you know the title of that song, it's really hard to mishear it, but. Right. Look at that picture of Madonna. It's gorgeous. Well, I think that this should be a recurring segment. It's Eddie Money. I've got two chickens to paralyze <laughs> by Eddie Money. <laughs> by Eddie Money. <laughs> that's the winner for me tonight. I think this should be a running segment, and I want everybody to get at us and tell us your misheard lyrics. And anytime you mishear lyrics, you tell us. Any, in you, the hole. you too. Oh, okay. oh, I'm sure I mishear lyrics all the time. There were a good amount of misheard lyrics at the Bob Dylan show. <laughs> Here's, here's one from Madonna. Last night I dreamt of soft bagels. Soft bagels. Um, oh. Man, this is my new favorite segment. <laughs> um, oh, let's go back to the show sheet. Finally, time passes. You wish for something to happen. It it seems to never come, and then finally, somebody gets at us. A super fan, Adam. I mean, actually, got at us with what seems like a cue from the J, right? Uh, like a really thought provoking thing. So, the super fan, Adam, got at us. Just texted me and Schaefer, and he just said. Are there more doors or wheels in the world? Oh. Wait a minute. <laughs> I was just asked this question last night by two young like young girls. 
at a play. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I was. Whoa, whoa. No, like whoa. these little kids came up to me on the playground. To Holly and I, she can account for this. We were sitting there at the playground at the brewery. That's that new brewery over there on the east side. Meanwhile. They have a playground. Meanwhile. I haven't been there, but I've seen pictures of their facility. It looks fantastic. Great playground. Okay. The only problem is they have this big open field. I guess it's, guess it's for drainage or something. Lots of big rocks and all the kids just kind of run out there. You know, all the parents have to chase them. But other than that, mm. um, you need a drainage. Kids love a good drainage ditch. Yeah. No, and they, yeah. On, all the kids went out there. Yeah. Every, every parent had to chase their child down the, that ditch at one point. I had to go get both of them. Um, but I'm not kidding. These two Girls, probably eight, nine years old, came up to Holly Parks and I sitting at the park at the bench. Ashley was doing something, uh, getting something and using the restroom. And they said, uh, what, what's more, what, what are there more of in the world? Wheels or doors? Okay. Well, this must be something making the rounds. And the answer. The great American. Is wheels. You're supposed to say spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> well, I, I think it's, I don't. I think the answer is wheels. Oh, oh, you, oh, I see. It's not a settled matter. I think. Are you raising your hand? No. Oh, oh no, you're just gesticulating. I was imagining a wheel. <laughs> a Schaefer. I think if you count like gears, you know, and pulleys, mm-hmm. and all those, you know. No, 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 no. You only count the type of wheels that you could un- uninflate to get on the railroad tracks. Really? No. I Oh, you, you wouldn't count. You wouldn't count railroad wheels. I would like those. Uh, yeah, yeah, count all yeah, the wheels. Okay, okay. There are a lot. But okay, but let, now let's talk about doors because, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, every car the doors. Has, um, is the trunk a door? Right. It's, it's, it's as so, soon as you start asking, is it a door? Like, there's so many things. Is your nose a door? Is is your pachina a door? What? I mean, like, <laughs> there, there's there's uh, so many many things. A trunk. Uh, what about the hatch that goes under the house? My pachina is not a door. That's a door. <laughs> my pachina is not a door. Yeah, you heard it here. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the doors of perception. Um, yeah. is this a Zen koan? <laughs> is it meant to stump us? If there's, if there's, well, how did how did we both? Is, so is, is the thing going on? A mandala on? wheel. I'm pretty sure. So how did it come to you? This that question? this came up. All Adam, time? Adam Adam texted it to us, but maybe he heard it from these kids on this playground. No, no. you wouldn't have heard it from. I think Adam playground. heard it on. Honestly, I think it was. Oh, oh yeah, wow. dude. Are there more wheels than doors? Comes right right up on the on the interwebs. It's a, it's, there's some, there's like a movement happening. Okay. It's raging over the internet. <laughs> We're the last ones to know. We're the last ones to know we, about this. This, this, this episode podcast. isn't even going to come out until Sunday. <laughs> Shite. That's, that's good. Okay. Maybe I, by suggesting that the human orifices are all doors, maybe I expanded the definition too much right away. That's more like a wheel, really. Because it's circular. A lot of those. Wait, your, no- your nostrils are like wheels. Wait, your nostrils are like wheels? Well, they're circles. Yeah, I get it. What about your eye holes? More circled than 
square. That's a, a, listen, a door can be circular. Have you seen the Shire? I guess doors could be circular. Yeah. I'm going doors. Is it but I'm, just, just, I'm, I'm a huge, a I'm a huge doors fan. Oh, I circle doors, though. Okay, take a car, right? It's got four wheels, but you're talking about all the flywheels and shit yeah. under the under the hood, yeah. yeah. All those, but gears then doors. But it's got maybe two and a trunk and a hatchback, yeah, or four. And then are the windows doors? <laughs> no, I don't know. Are, I mean, window is a window. I'm gonna shade too far right. again, but there might be like some. Kind of like trap doors and little just flappers or whatever in the engine that could be considered doors. Well, yeah. If like you're more, yeah, yeah, that's stuff. right. Yes, if a you're valve. More, it's, if you're more strict about the definitions, though, then he, it's wheels, right? Like real wheels versus real regular wheels without any like. If you have to ask, is it a wheel? It's not a wheel. Yeah, you know, same thing with doors. Like if you have to ask. You know, only clear cut doors right. and clear cut wheels. I like I this. You're taking a stand. Yeah. So, you know, so if you define them that way, there's more wheels than doors. Because you always got to have a lot of wheels, but you only need one door. Yeah. You're you're and, coming from the perspective of like modern man. You know what I mean? And like <laughs> but, doors predate wheels conceivably. And, we don't know. and a car has four doors and four wheels. Does a trunk count as a door? No, I guess not. If you have you to said ask. If you have to yeah, ask, but what if there's a spare? <laughs> but there's probably the a spare too, which makes it still equal. Has at least two. No, think about how many doors a house has a ton of doors in it and no wheels. Gosh, you're right. I think I'm going doors. Gotcha. I'm going to switch to doors. <laughs> you're a flip flopper. Yeah. You can never run for office. I, I, it's like I've kind of forgot about uh, houses. <laughs> That's, a That's a big contributor of doors and What about caves? Did you consider caves? Cave, cave, yeah, no, you have to ask. Caves, cave, you, you can put a door in a cave. You, you can't just call a cave a door. I'm glad that Adam brought our attention to this. Gosh, which, a great yeah. American fad that was like totally escaping my gaze. Did you see it, Sauron? I mean, Schaefer? Did I see. <laughs> This question, or yeah, no, I you know I think that this came up on another podcast that Adam and I like to listen to. Oh, that's why uh, was it TBTL? Are you saying it like that because I'm not listening to TBTL and you guys are now? No, I, oh yeah, dude, UID. Excuse me, UID, the one with it's John Larroquette. Oh, Jonathan Larroquette's son. Okay, John Larroquette's son, Jonathan Larroquette, and Seth Romatelli. Okay. Uh, it's another. Well, just rub it in my face. Two knuckleheads. Did you get to watch podcasts? <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts. I just listen to one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Schaefer, do you listen to this podcast? <laughs> I do indeed. Sometimes. <laughs> All right. Well, that was thought provoking. That was that was a way better segment than I thought it was going to be. Although, no, I always know any sort of get at us is going to be. Unpectacular. I, I heard it the day before from those two little girls on the playground. That is, that is weird, freaky. man. Yeah. Some freaky stuff. Does the little things like that sometimes make you feel like I'm in the right place in the world? I can't explain it. The man behind the wheels doors Twitter 
post that exploded online. Oh, so somebody just like... Two weeks ago, New Zealander Ryan Nixon created a social media poll for his fewer than 1,500 followers. The rest is history. <laughs> oh, we're so late to history. Really? So is this kid in New Zealand? Incidentally, he says that he is firmly Team Wheels. Team Wheels. My mates and I are having the stupidest debate. <laughs> Do you think that there are more doors or wheels in the world? On a usual day, Nixon, who is a rugby referee manager, is pretty stoked to get up to 100 votes on his Twitter poll. After posting this conundrum, he watched a few loads trickle in and went to bed. On Sunday morning, he knows that the post had 14,000 votes. 14,000. Yeah. And then it got picked up by media outlets. Currently, it seems people are slightly favoring wheels. Yeah. I, I just They're not thinking about houses. <laughs> Don't forget the houses. That'll switch you right, out, right, right, right over to the doors. Yeah. I mean, technically, you shelter is one of the things you need as a human, right? Yeah. You don't need transportation. You've got your legs, right? Right. Yeah. The wheel is like a later innovation. That's what I was saying about going back in time. I just mean like, what about doors in mines? Like all the coal mines and all the <laughs> Schaefer's gesticulating for me okay. to stop talking. Houses, you know, houses we think really helps team door. Yeah. Think about the wheels on an office chair. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> that's <laughs> like wheels are back in right, pole position. That's like sixteen wheels. Like casters? Those are everywhere. Oh, and sixteen wheelers have sixteen wheels. <laughs> they sure do. I thought they were eighteen. Wheelers. Eighteen, I mean. Oh, well, unless it's a sixteen wheeler, in which yeah. case that's sixteen. Right. Yeah, have I, them? I said that. They I said twenty 16. wheelers too. I think. Okay. okay. Eighteen wheeler. Okay. A, a motorcycle, two wheels, zero doors. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nuts. this would broke our brain. Looks like wheels is in the lead. <laughs> Yeah, I'm coming I'm back around to Team Wheel. Okay. I'm going to keep pondering this. Casters. Casters will get you every time. You know what else will get you every time? Fifth grade science. Uh, how long has it been since you boys have taken a fifth grade science test? I am ready. For me, it's been a couple weeks. Y'all want to? For me, it's been since fifth grade. Since yeah. fifth grade? Oh, yeah. I don't take tests very often. Like you're in school. Oh, that's true. But no, no tests. <laughs> you you recently got an MBA and then you're back in school. There were tests for that. Oh, there's okay. no there's no tests for okay. the MFA. It's just, All right. Well, it's projects. You know, projects. Were you already looking at this no, piece of paper? I've not seen one. I've had this previously moistened piece of paper, previously damp, now dry piece of paper. Please be that a, holds on it. Please be a wheel. A copy. Oh, this is a. This is a segment that we're doing called Fifth Grade Science Test. And uh, today we have Earth's Rotation and Revolution. And I got a I got a Xerox copy of a test. You can tell it's Xerox because the the border's all off to the side. And I'm gonna ask Jameson and Schaefer some questions here. 
This is tricky because I'm sitting between them, oh. so it's hard to. I'm gonna hold it under the table here. Okay. I, I won't look. Uh, here we go. What does rotation mean? <laughs> That's where you spin a circle. I'm gonna accept that answer. Isabel put to spin on its axis. Oh man, that's really good. All right, here we go, boys. Number two. The imaginary line that starts at the top of the North Pole and ends at the South Pole is called. <laughs> and I, I just want to remember, I just want to remind line. you, it's imaginary. It's the, it's the middle line. Is that the international date line? No, no, it goes like through, through the earth. When they go through the poles. Uh, I actually just said it in Isabel's answer. The axis. All right. Oh, the axis. I need a. Wow. I need a bell. Yeah. I'll do this symbol every time you guys get one right. In fifth grade, when I sort of check out. It takes blank hours for Earth to complete spin on its axis. Twenty-four. The Earth spins from blank to blank. <laughs> <laughs> I know what my answer would be. Uh, All day, er day. <laughs> Are you looking for a direction? It spins to the east. The Earth spins from blank to blank. Um, I wish Mr. Reese were here to help you with that. West to east. But I can't. <laughs> That is correct. That is correct, sir. That almost broke my brain. I know. I know. And I'm I pretty sure this is just the start, too. The sun rises in the well, east. That was just okay, question yeah. number four. Here's Makes question sense. number five. Explain why hemisphere A has a daytime. Um, let me just show you guys. Uh -huh. There's hemisphere A. And B. A is like, uh, okay. One's Why like, does hemisphere A have a daytime? Because it's, it's facing the sun. Because <laughs> it's facing the sun! Yeah. Man, you guys are ace. You made that really hard, but it was actually really easy. Okay, what is a revolution? <laughs> I'll tell you what a revolution is. It's where you put down your devices and your TVs, and you get serious about this economic system that's Fucking putting us in this place, mate. Okay. Oh, sorry. Um, it's it's one 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 full uh, uh, spin on the on the axis. I'm gonna accept that, <laughs> although it diverges from Isabel's answer of to orbit around something. Oh no! So I was wrong. I, about the spin. You mean like to go? I think. And both of those are correct. What was the question again? <laughs> what what is a revolution? Oh yeah. Is you Bolshevik? All right. Question number around. seven. The path that the earth follows is called its blank. It's called what? It's called its its blank. Its blank hole. It's orbit. No, orbit. no. Hole's confusing. <laughs> is it orbit? Yeah, you got it, Corbin. Is it Orbit? God. <laughs> you don't need Schaefer. I do. I do need I Schaefer. used to phone a friend. We need each other. He's right here. How long does it take the Earth 
to orbit the sun once. One year. One year. Right? Uh, can I get your answer in days, please? 364 and three quarters days. Now, how did you know that? Well, that's not the right answer. <laughs> but it is. there is a fraction in there that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. My daughter is being taught at public school that... It takes 365 oh, one, quarter. one quarter days. Yeah, I said three quarters. I mean, I should have said one quarter. That, is that what the... Oh, we got the leap year. That's what that leap year is about. But why doesn't why doesn't all the hours get off by one quarter? Right? You got me. Am I, am I right? It seems pretty, you know, whack, that whole system. How'd they figure that out? I don't know. I guess they had a clock and they just timed it. Call Gregory. <laughs> Wait, which calendar are we using? The Gregorian or the... Is it the Gregorian calendar that we're using? Whoever it is, let's call them. Um, all right, I'm going on to question number nine. Okay. One revolution equals blank year equals blank days. Didn't we just That's go over this? The, the, this public school. Didn't we, didn't we just say this? <laughs> No wonder my daughter's getting A's. It's, this is it just repeated itself. Yeah. Okay. okay. Last question, and but not the last time that we're doing this uh, section. <laughs> True or false? It takes all of the planets the same amount of time to orbit the sun once. False. I cheated though. I read it. I already knew the answer before you asked. I was very confident. But you did you did very well. Hey, thanks. You assisted excellently, sir. Yeah, I feel like we got through it. I feel like that wasn't as hard as the first test we took, right? Yeah, that, I guess that one was a little more difficult. Sometimes she'll ask me questions, and I'm like, uh, uh, I got a degree. <laughs> That uh, 365, 0.25, 0.25 uh, would have thrown me. Oh, man, I did not know about that at all. So I learned something here on my podcast. Makes perfect sense when you say it, but I, I never broke it down like I that. I don't understand. A, a, is that right in one quarter? That's not right. Because that because we have a leap year every... Let's go to the interwebs. Four four I guess so that, that's, that's exactly right. right so the, the years that... The, where we add the day, there are three of them. So there there, the there it comes. It comes right up. 365.25. Is the one quarter. Oh, but there's there's a drift. Yeah, there's a little drift. The true length of the year is 0.2422 days. So after how many leap years do we have to have one extra leap Everything year? is all messed up. Um, How are we every figuring this leaves, out? We have to have an extra leap year. Kind of construct, man. What a we mess. Speaking of messes, still standing behind our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. Uh, had a yeah. personal sporting um, kind of tragedy. Not not a tragedy. but Well, did you hear about Roman Abramovich? The owner of Chelsea Football Club. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask you how that how you were handling uh, all that. That's a, that's that's a, a real story. bummer. That's a real bummer. 
Um, so is it true they know, can't they can't buy players, sell players? They can't sell tickets. They can't. So Roman like, Roman Abramovich owns Chelsea Football Club, and he's a Russian guy, and apparently he's an oligarch, and he's all in bed with all these other jabronis <clears throat> that are causing this war. And he tried real hard at first. He was like. I'm going to give it to the trustees. The trustees are going to take charge of the club. And then he was like, I'm going to sell the club and give the money to Ukrainian war efforts. And he could not escape the UK government sanctioning him. And yeah, they they can't sell any more tickets. They've The government has issued a special license for the club to continue their fixtures for the end of the year. Yeah, but they can't you know, sell like new tickets, like only season ticket only holders. Only season ticket holders can come. Apparently the gift shop was full of people, and they they said, "All right, everybody out." Oh. <laughs> wow. I can't imagine somebody on their dream vacation to to Stanford Bridge, and then they get sent home without oh my god, empty handed. Yeah. But whatever, you know, that's obviously small potatoes compared to what's going on in in Ukraine. And well, but I, you know, yeah. I don't know it. Uh, Chelsea won the Champions League last year and doing fine in the league, and you know. Now every now every I think everything for the club is uh, up for grabs, and I'm sure there's so many Chelsea haters out there that are just loving it. Ah, uh, I wanted to maybe, revisit. I don't know. You know, the last podcast when I was, it seemed like kind of a kind of a joke. I was saying about how I really don't think that Putin could have pulled this off a year ago in the height of the pandemic, but like I really like I keep coming back to that. It just means like ultimately war is someone's choice, you know? Yeah. And it's it's perfectly reasonable just to choose not to do that. And uh you know, that just think that's an important thing to remember. I, there is a way to there's a way to solve all these conflicts outside of war, and there's a way to stop war. That's for the right people to say. No, we're not going to do this. I think pretty much the world is outraged. Yeah. Know? I don't, I think it's a very small group of people who think, I mean, think that this is in any way a good idea. When I approach from that, I'm like, well, the world should be outraged by a lot of things that they kind of just ignore. You know, this is a big enough country that has enough people of a certain color in it that people care, you know. Well, smaller ones that we can just ignore. Yeah, there's that aspect. There, there's also the aspect that this brings up all of the last hundred years of war in Europe. You know, the uh, you know Germany attacked that part of the Soviet Union, and and that I I read an article the other day comparing uh, this historical pivot point to the the fall of the Berlin Wall when the Iron Curtain came down and now it seems it's just been moved um, or it's going to be moved because there's going to be this new uh, real division. And then there's all, there's so many implications <laughs> like German Germany had had a close relationship with Russia and, and now they're going to be needing to distance that the distance is growing. And then there's all the Russian people who aren't buying any of that BS. And this uh, reporter that jumped in front of a live camera with a 
Yeah, those are uh, poster board. It reminds me of a uh, of an elementary school project where you go by poster board and, right. and and write a bunch of things on it. I thought about like all of our American <clears throat> our American journalists who just mouth the you know the lies that you know they were told to say. What about the um, author of this? Um, stacker.com article who just who just pulled song lyrics from a poll on the they interwebs uh, that's that's not journalism going on live tv in an oppressive regime and holding up a a poster board that says the truth that's journalism it's, you know something that i've continued i'm continuing to learn in this life is that any problem can be fixed and you know there are ways to solve these problems that don't require, you know, hot wars, don't require, you know, kids and poor people to die. And those need to be addressed and it needs to be kept in everybody's in everybody's mind. You should just say, no, this is not how we do things. And, you know, there are people who will say, oh, well, you know, you're an American, you've already got everything that you needed from the wars you can of course you're going to be anti-war but i like i i even that i'd say if you like if you want to talk to me about reparations let's do it let's figure that out that's another problem that can be solved if we all agree that that we want to solve it you know yeah and i would say let's do that let's figure it out let's figure out what reparations need to be made to the african-american community in america and, and you know, around the world really that were affected by the slave trade. Let's talk, let's uh, open conversations with Native Americans who are, have been deeply disenfranchised and are living out the last of their culture, you know, in horrible poverty, you know, all of these things. Yeah, let's talk about them. But you don't have to, you don't have to go to war to do it. And that's well the, said. People just have to say no, that's, that's not how. That's not how we want our country to deal with whatever problem is in front of us. And it, it, then I get extra pissed off because, like, you try to figure out, well, what's the problem, you know, over here? Like, why exactly is Russia? I mean, you know, it's some sort of hmm. pipe dream of reuniting the Soviet Union that didn't even exist, you know, a hundred years ago anyway. And then that's so, so that's a whole other crazy thing. Yeah. Like, can we also try not to elect? fucking lunatics to run our countries the answer to that seems to be no unfortunately <laughs> well so, but also sorry, but i mean i mean also i think you know of course we don't want to elect lunatics to run our countries but i don't think putin is in power from a bunch of legitimate elections, elections sure, and yeah. election tactics you know i think he's pretty much strong-armed his way there and that that's what always happens right is that some nutter Short guy, I know everybody. I know I, I, nobody wants to say it, but again, is we got got a history of um, of angry short guys taking the world to war, right? Yep. Like, sorry to all the short guys in the audience. I'm, I'm one of them. Plenty of tall people have been involved in wars too. Uh, there, you talking about Rumsfeld? Sure. <laughs> when, you're, when you're talking about tall war criminals, Rummy always comes right to mind. 
Well, at least we're keeping it light here on episode <laughs> one thirty two of One yeah. Magical Hour. I'm Matthew and Schaefer and Jameson podcast Pachanga. You guys get into some heavy this stuff, Jameson's fault. <laughs> I think that's what people like about the show. <laughs> I mean, if they like anything, is that uh, we talk about inane minutia and crappy watch on TV, and then we swing right into politics that you're either into or you or make you never listen to the show again. But They'll, those people will never know <laughs> <laughs> all the stupid stuff they're missing. I love it. Well, I feel like maybe we've come to do – you, do you have any more uh, agenda items? Do you have any more recommendations for the future of the podcast? Well, can I tell you what my uh, two-year-old did in the hotel room yet? <laughs> no. Is that is that on the show sheet? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Should be. Tell us. It was terrible. He so he uh I don't know. He was mad about something and I had turned I had switched his show off, you know, and I had put on some soccer highlights. And he was really mad. He picked up his <laughs> little fire truck thing and he put both hands over his head and he threw it and it smacked right into the front of the TV and like broke that TV. Wow. Like, no. You know, and it, and it, it's like a rock star. Yeah. He just man. smashed the TV and it was like, it's, I mean, it's, it's, you can't see it when the, when it's like turned off, but once you turn it on, you can see where it impacted the fiberglass or whatever. And it's got the whole screen is just messed up. Yeah. He broke it. Wow. Yeah. Hello. Milo Van Halen. I know. Yeah. And he's just mad. Just throwing fire engines like he does, but that, but it's like right there. It's like lower. Our, I guess our TV is like a lot higher in the air. He can never hit it, but he got this one. So, have you spoken to the management of the hotel? Well, yeah, you know, I, I did. Um, no, I did. I did. I you did. Can't it. see it when it's turned on. Just leave it up. I should have though. I shouldn't have said anything. I don't think because <laughs> I did. I went and told the next morning. You know, I went and told the front desk lady we broke. I mean, TV. technically, it could have been anybody who stayed in that room in the past few months. You're right. You're right. And uh, and I told her, and she's like, the, "It's the front desk person," and she was like, "She didn't." She didn't care or know what to do with this information. So he's like, I don't, I'm going to get the maintenance guy. And I'm like, okay. And I tell him, who has he's a, like, do you want who me to come look at it? I'm like, in TV VCR like, repair. Right. And I'm like, you want, you, you want to come look at it? And I'm like, yeah. And I'll, you know, he's like, maybe I can fix it. I'm like, you can't fix it. No, 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 no. <laughs> you no, know, it's, it's broken. I'm like, nothing you can do. And, uh, he was going on about how he doesn't know what they're going to do because, they don't have a budget right now because they're being sold. Wyndham or whatever is selling them to, I don't know, Doubletree or whoever, you know. But so right now he has no budget to replace anything. And that TV is like attached to the table. It's not like <laughs> yeah. a Matt Holmes just sitting there television. It's, I felt bad. Felt like bad. But I don't know if they're going to charge me or not. But I, I shouldn't have said anything because that girl didn't care. And the guy, the guy, the maintenance guy, he didn't like care. But. You know, and he were like, "Thank you for telling us." And but they they seem like they wish I hadn't told them. Yeah, like they probably like, yeah. now we don't know what to do with you know with we know because he's like, yeah. Usually they just break and who are it's nobody's fault. You know, yeah. it's like the TV's yeah. broken. And if they asked us, we're just supposed to say, "Yeah, I don't know. We never watched the TV, you know, or whatever. We watched it like crazy." It was very good of you to be honest, but yeah, that's think, why he's. I think it's gonna uh, pay. Uh, that's why he's a. Uh, executive producer on the show because of his integrity yeah i, I got but, my integrity well we've learned 
is that it's sometimes it's best not to tell. I, I mean, I don't believe I'd have told that one. You don't think so? I don't I, think no, I should no, That have. was always something that uh, this friend of the family, Joe Williams, used to always sell. He'd say, I don't believe I'd have told that one. I feel like I had to <laughs> Now tell, I know what he means. I felt like I had to tell on the two-year-old, though. I needed him to. Yeah. Did you take Did you take the, him to the lobby with you? No, I didn't do that. But when we came to when the when the you know maintenance guy came in, he he was laying on the floor, and I was like, "There's the culprit, <laughs> right there." And he kind of stepped over him, and he you know he know he knew he did something he shouldn't have done. Like uh, this podcast, but he didn't know. He didn't know he was gonna. He didn't know he was smashing the TV. I mean, that's what he meant to do, but he didn't realize he was capable. So he does uh, I love tales of poor choices. I, I love That's to hear. Choice. I love to hear about other kids just causing havoc in the world. It yeah. makes me feel better about the havoc that I <laughs> deal with each day. My my daughter has started lying. Oh no! She's five, and she's really she's Ready not very for, good. She's really bad at it right now. Ready she's doing it. Politics. Full commitment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, thank you. I think there's a lying gene. <laughs> I do. I think I think some people were just born to lie and they're just better at it. <laughs> yeah, she's not very good at it yet. But I feel like she will be. Yeah. Yeah. I think Catholics are really good at lying. Is that right? Yeah. It's like part of it. I've always thought that it's part of the liturgy. Being raised a Catholic. Is that, what, means? Is that what the liturgy means? Is the liturgy? <laughs> um Isabel was using a decommissioned iphone uh-huh. for various things when she was in third grade and we have a uh, an iCloud photo sharing thing and some like photos from the elementary school popped up <laughs> on the iCloud sharing and oh, so no. mama asked her what was up with that she said did you take the phone to school no, 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 no. <laughs> that, She really broke the trust there. We're still trying to rebuild that trust. Oh, no. She's in fifth grade. She totally, because she used the ago. camera and, and you. She used the camera at home. She used the camera at school. She wasn't supposed to take that phone to school. Oh, so. no. Yeah, yeah, busted. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're going to do a poetry corner. All right. Is, is Jameson going to read the poem? Or are you going to read the poem? Uh, I I should probably read this one. Because yeah, because you don't think Jameson can read? No. I mean, you can try if you want. No, so, no, no. You got this. That's you okay. got this. Everybody uh, likes to hear you read Yeah, poems. yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to hear our guests <laughs> or me read a poem. I've heard me read a poem. I know how it sounds in my head, and I know how it sounds on the podcast, and they're not the same. Yeah. This definitely is a poem that occurs to me in times like these. I mean, like times like times like of good, war. Like good friends sitting around on the back porch recording a podcast? <laughs> not that. Uh, uh, sorry, okay, guys. okay, okay, okay. Uh, this poem is called Bagpipe Music uh, from t- 1938. It's by Louis McNeese. It's no go the merry-go-round. It's no go the rickshaw. All we want is a limousine and a ticket for the peep show. Their knickers are made of crepe de chine. Their shoes are made of python. Their halls are lined with tiger rugs and their walls with heads of bison. John McDonald found a corpse, put it under a sofa, 
waited till it came to life and hit it with a poker, sold its eyes for souvenirs, sold its blood for whiskey, kept its bones for dumbbells to use when he was 50. It's no go the yogi man, it's no go the blavatsky. All we want is a bank balance and a bit of skirt in a taxi. Annie McDougal went to milk, caught her foot in the heather, woke to hear a dance record playing of old Vienna. It's no go your maiden heads, it's no go your culture. All we want is a Dunlop tire and the devil mend the puncture. The Laird of Felt spent Hagwine, declaring he was sober, counted his feet to prove the fact, and found he had one foot over. Miss Carmichael had her fifth, looked at the job with repulsion, said to the midwife, take it away, I'm through with overproduction. It's no go the gossip column, it's no go the ceiling. All we want is a mother's help and a sugar stick for the baby. Willie Murray cut his thumb, couldn't count the damage, took the hide of an Ayrshire cow and used it for a bandage. His brother caught 300 cran when the seas were lavish, threw the bleeders back in the sea and went up t- upon the parish. It's no go the herring board, it's no go the Bible. All we want is a packet of fags when our hands are idle. It's no go the picture palace, it's no go the stadium, it's no go the country cot with a pot of pink geraniums. It's no go the government grants, it's no go the election. Sit on your eyes for 50 years and hang your hat on a pension. It's no go my honey love, it's no go my poppet. Work your hands from day to day, the winds will blow the profit. The glass is falling hour by hour, the glass will fall forever. But if you break the bloody glass, you won't hold up the weather. I love some of the rhyming in that poem. That's fantastic. It's a great poem. Yeah. yeah. It's super heavy, obviously, but sometimes, sometimes you poems ready. need yeah. to be heavy. Yeah. I wasn't ready. I wouldn't be ready for all that. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a lot. That was a lot. Nice. Who, wrote, who wrote that? Lewis McNeese. It was fantastic. Uh, in a, well, it must have been a time of strife for him. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was exciting. That was a good one. Well, thanks for coming over. Yeah, no, I'm glad to be. I, yeah, glad to be here. Transit. One more train. Commuter rail. You were here for four running, and people are using really it. Exciting to see. Uh, 10, 10 people on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been such a joke. All right. Well, we love you. We love Jameson. We yeah. love our listeners. Thanks for listening. Even when we get heavy. <laughs> I dig it. Thanks for having me, guys. Sometimes the times call for it. Thank now, you. I feel like this guy knows our sign off. Right? I think so. It's like a fifth grade science test. <laughs> uh, poor the choices. The sweeter the wines.
Oh, 